After each week comes the weekend, and with each weekend comes a brand new episode of The Recap. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Porter Holt, and today going to be getting into some NFL action, switching gears from the last couple episodes and talking football, particularly going to be talking about the next four weeks of the season. This continues a segment that I started a couple weeks back where we predicted the first four weeks of the NFL year based on the information that we have as of right now. And today, we'll continue that going from weeks five to eight, giving some more predictions and seeing where teams are expected to stand at the midway point of this 2020 NFL season. Of course, as I mentioned in that episode, we're still a ways out. It is only July, but just for predictions and projections sake, let's just take a look and see how accurate we can possibly be from this far out, again, given the information that we as fans and as analysts have. So without further ado, let's go ahead and write, get right into it, predicting weeks five through eight of the NFL season coming up right here, right now on The Recap. To start things off, let's go through a little recap to build up kind of where we are so far. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the first episode that goes through weeks one to four, I would recommend doing that first. But if you're just now joining in and you just want to start here, that's fine. Again, I'll give a little recap as to what happened in those first four weeks based on the predictions that I laid out so far. So first of all, Undefeated teams, just a few left, three total. They're all in the NFC side. I have Dallas, San Francisco, and New Orleans all starting 4-0. No undefeated teams left on the AFC side. You look at winless teams, just four, two on each side. In the AFC, the Jets and Jaguars I have starting 0-4. And then the Lions and Redskins I have taken that same mark through the first four weeks on the NFC side. The division leaders as of right now, Kansas City, Tennessee, Baltimore, and Buffalo in the AFC, Dallas, San Francisco, New Orleans, and Minnesota on the NFC side. And so without further ado, let's get into some predictions starting at week five. First of all, looking at Thursday night, it's an interesting matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears. Of course, Tampa Bay, very much a new look team. They acquired Tom Brady in the offseason. And it should be an exciting offense, definitely. The defense is an issue. Chicago's the opposite. They've got the defense, but the offense is just, well, it's simply an issue. I do like Mitch Trubisky. I think he's going to have a little bit of a bounce back year this coming season. Uh, Will that be enough to beat Tom Brady and the Bucs at home? It certainly could be. This is in Chicago on Thursday night. I tend to lean Bears at home in a matchup like this, and Tampa Bay is looking a little bit overrated for me coming into this year. I will actually take Chicago to win that one at home and pull to two and three, just one game below 500. Looking at the one o'clock slate, first of all, Las Vegas and Kansas City. The Chiefs are just simply a better team and they're playing at home. It's a divisional game, so theoretically anyone could win, but I take Kansas City here to beat the Raiders. Uh, pretty easily. Denver taking on New England, and this is a different look Pat's team now because, of course, 
they signed Cam Newton. He's the starter going forward, and that transforms them into a much better team than what they would have been with Jarrett Stidham. Denver, they're definitely a competitive team. They, they've got a defense that should be just about even with New England. Denver's got a running game that I do particularly like. A lot of options there. Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, of course, lead a pretty confident backfield. And their passing game is solid, too. In New England, I kind of like the Patriots here. But Denver, they have the ability to shut down Cam. That defense could do that. So I'm going to take the Broncos to beat New England on the road for a big win to pull the 4-1. and one. Cincinnati in Baltimore. I, I like Joe Burrow, certainly. I'm not sure I trust him to be able to knock off Baltimore here on the road. That's not an easy task. Baltimore is going to take a step back this next year, but they should be able to do enough to beat the Bengals at home pretty easily. Jacksonville in Houston. The Texans, another team that's going to take a step back, not just because they were particularly good last year like the Ravens, but because they lost DeAndre Hopkins, obviously a very Big topic of conversation around the NFL this offseason. Still, they're at home. They should certainly have enough to beat Jacksonville and pick up another W. Buffalo, Tennessee is a final AFC 1 o'clock matchup. This should be a good one. Two teams with solid defenses, especially Buffalo. They've got a great defense. And their offenses know that you know they can produce as well. These are two quarterbacks that I really like to have great seasons, Ryan Tannehill and Josh Allen. The Titans are at home, and they have that running game. But Buffalo, with that defense, it, it's a scary-looking team. Still, I think Tennessee has enough just with Derrick Henry running the ball that they should be able to win this game at home. Looking at the interleague matchups, Arizona at New York, not a great matchup. The Jets have not won a game coming into this one. Could this be their first? Certainly could. Both teams with pretty lackluster defenses, pretty poor running games. I really don't believe in Kenyon Drake of the Cardinals. And you look at the passing game, you have to favor Arizona slightly. Jets are at home. they got to pick up a win at this point, at some point, excuse me, and this is going to be that point. They'll win their first of the season over the Cardinals and drop Arizona below 500. The battle for Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. That one's in Pittsburgh. Interesting matchup. Two similar teams, in a sense. Both not great running games. Both with quarterbacks that are kind of questionable due to injuries. This is a good one. This is certainly a good matchup, but I think the Steelers, due to that defense, are able to shut down Philly and pick up the win. Their defense, I really do believe, is going to be one of the best in the NFL in 2020. Looking to the NFC side, Carolina and Atlanta in an NFC South matchup. The Falcons, I would watch out for the Falcons this year. They do look really solid. And Carolina, although they have CMC and I like Teddy Bridgewater, I'm not sure that they're going to win this one in Atlanta. That's tough to say. I see this being a season split of the series, and I'll take Atlanta to win at home. The Rams playing in Washington. This certainly a chance for the Skins to pick up win number one. I guess I shouldn't call them that anymore as it's been announced that Washington is going to go through a name change in the coming weeks. So we'll just go with Washington for now. They're a team with a lot of issues. I like Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. I thought he was the best quarterback in that draft class. It's certainly looking like he is not. 
The Rams have a little something, but for the passing game, that's much better than the Redskins. They, of course, have no running game. Not that Washington's is particularly great. This is a matchup that really could go either way. I I feel that the Rams are good enough that they should be able to beat Washington here. Heading to the 4 o'clock games, start with Indianapolis and Cleveland. Intriguing matchup here. I've talked a lot about how I like Phillip Rivers, especially in the spot he's coming into, but the Browns have, they really have some firepower. Similar teams offensively, I would argue. Defensively, it's tough to tell who gets the edge here. I'm not a huge fan of Baker Mayfield, but he has more weapons than Rivers has. Those passing games are similar. Cleveland has more firepower in the run game, but Indianapolis just has so much depth in that regard. Similar defenses. Really tough to pick one here, but I will take Cleveland to knock off the Colts. Both teams move to 3-2. and two. Miami and San Francisco, this is a pretty easy one. The 49ers are just so much better a team. Their defense should be smothering for whoever is starting at quarterback for the Dolphins. Easy victory for the Niners. That takes us to the Giants and the Cowboys. Classic NFC East clash. That one's in Dallas. I do think the Cowboys are going to be really good this year, and I don't believe in the Giants. So that makes this a pretty easy pick in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. Looking at the night games on Sunday, the 8 o'clock is Minnesota and Seattle. Could be a really good matchup. Should be one. Russell Wilson going up against Kirk Cousins. Of course, that's not the biggest highlight of this matchup. Wilson, pretty clearly a better quarterback than Cousins. Both teams, solid defenses. You have to like Seattle's run game a lot, but can't really say anything bad about Dalvin Cook, the way he's played recently. They're similar squads, but I think Seattle is better and that they will win this game. Finally, the Chargers taking on the Saints in New Orleans on Monday night. This is just a tough, tough matchup for the Chargers. I've talked a little bit about how I think Tyrod Taylor may be better than people are expecting, but he'd have to just ball out to beat a Saints team that's this good. New Orleans will win at home and stay undefeated. Heading to week six now. Starting to get underway a little bit here. Getting into the season. Thursday night, what a gem of a matchup. Kansas City and Buffalo, a huge chance for the Bills to show whether or not they are legit. I'll tell you right now, they are certainly legit. That defense is so good. Josh Allen is just that little step away from becoming a great quarterback. So they are legit. But this is a Kansas City Chiefs team that is also looking really, really good. Pat Mahomes, of course, the best quarterback in the game right now. Both teams don't have a particularly good running game. Got young guys in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for Kansas City and on the Buffalo side, Devin Singletary, plus some other guys who will be mixed in. Tough to put the offenses into perspective when we don't really know what the running game is going to be like yet, but obviously Mahomes gives the Chiefs an advantage over essentially anybody in this league. But given that Bills defense, I actually like Buffalo to win here and knock off the Chiefs to really grab hold of that AFC and look like they may be the team to beat because I got to tell you, going into the season, the AFC could very well be run by Buffalo. We'll have to see how they play, but that team's looking scary, scary good. Looking at the one o'clock games on Sunday, Cincinnati playing in Indianapolis, Colts coming off a loss, 
taking on a team that has also lost. Joe Burrow, as I've said, it's really hard for me to predict. He's going into an offense that has some real talent. It's just a question of how quickly he'll be able to adapt and adjust to the NFL from college, where he, of course, dominated with LSU Tigers. These two offenses that are pretty comparable, I have to give a slight nod to Cincinnati, but Indy's defense a lot better. Their offense should be able to do enough against a Bengals defense that is not going to be very good this year. I'll give that one to the Indianapolis Colts. Cleveland playing in Pittsburgh. Two teams that are really tough to predict going into the year. Cleveland with high hopes again. and This could be the year where they really cash in on them. This is going to be a season split, so... With this one being in Pittsburgh, I'll give this one to the Steelers, but definitely going to lean towards the Browns to take one of these games during the season. Houston and Tennessee is the final matchup on the AFC side for the 1 o'clocks. Two teams that are going to be solid, duking it out for the AFC South title more than likely. And again, this is one that should be a season split with Tennessee at home here. I'll give them this one. Houston will be my pick in their matchup later on down the line. Baltimore taking on Philadelphia. I'm not hot on the Eagles this year. Baltimore, they should be able to deal with an Eagles defense that's really going to struggle, especially against the run. That's the key. The Ravens run the ball so well, and the Eagles can't stop the run. That makes this a pretty easy pick in favor of Baltimore. Detroit and Jacksonville, two teams that have not won a game to this point. Who will be the first to pick up that W? Tough pick here. Gardner Minshew, I'm still I'm still not sure about him. I think he will end up being decent. He's not going to hold the starting job for that long. That, that's my opinion about him. Can he do enough to win this game? Jacksonville not really going to have any running game. Not that Detroit's is anything special. Both teams with poor defenses. Tough to pick, but... I, I like Detroit to win just because I think they're a little bit better than their 0-4 record coming in shows. So Jacksonville goes to 0-6, and Detroit picks up another victory. Washington playing New York, another divisional matchup for the Giants back-to-back weeks. A game that could kind of go either way. Again, with this being a divisional matchup, it should end up being a series split for the season. Washington, they're due for a win. I I take them to win here, knock off the Giants in this one. The Giants don't impress me the way that they have been impressing some people coming into the year. I don't think they're going to be that great. I don't think they make the playoffs. And Washington picks up their first win over them here in Week 6, leaving the Jaguars as the only team without a victory to this point. Chicago is in Carolina. Good matchup. Chicago certainly the advantage defensively, but Carolina has the offense. Christian McCaffrey, he's always going to give you a chance to win a game no matter who the opponent is, and I think Carolina should be able to do enough here to knock off the Bears and earn the victory. Atlanta and Minnesota is the final 1 o'clock matchup. Minnesota, tough schedule. They had the Seahawks last week and now the Falcons. They lost to Seattle against Atlanta. Bit of a tough pick. I do like Matt Ryan better than Kirk Cousins. He's obviously working with better weapons than Cousins is. And Atlanta, they brought in Todd Gurley. We'll see if he has anything left in the tank. Even if he does, I have to favor Dalvin Cook when you're talking about the running games that each team has. And Minnesota, solid defense. I like the Vikings to win this one, move to 4-2, and two, and continue competing hard for that NFC North title. 
At 4 o'clock, Miami is in Denver for an AFC matchup. Dolphins come in at just 1-4. and four. Denver, meanwhile, 4-1. and one. Could this be a bit of a trap game? Denver coming off a big win over another AFC East opponent, the New England Patriots. Tough to say. That defense, though, it's just so good. That should be enough, really, to win this game. On defense alone, Miami's going to struggle in a big way. Another AFC West team, the Chargers, will host the New York Jets. Jets just won last week for their first win of the year. Can they grab another here over the Chargers? It's certainly possible, but again, the defense is just a major factor. The Jets offense likely will not be able to move the ball particularly well. On the NFC side, Green Bay at Tampa. Matchup of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. What a good one that should be. Packers with a huge edge when you take into account the running game. Passing games should be pretty similar, I would argue, although I do think Rodgers is playing at a higher level than Tom Brady right now. The Packers, they have the nod in really every category, both parts of the offense and the defense. I take the Packers here to get the job done. The Rams in San Francisco. I think the Rams will find a way to take a game from the Niners this year. And this is going to be when they do it. The Niners will get it done better down the stretch, but the Rams come through and hand San Francisco their first loss of the year here in Week 6. That was the Sunday night game, the Monday night game, Arizona playing in Dallas. Dallas, historically, at least in the last 10 to 15 years, not very good in prime time. This could be an opportunity for Arizona to show that that trend is continuing. Will they do so? Tough to say. Again, the Cowboys look really good coming into this year. I'll take them to beat Arizona in a close game. All right, halfway through this episode now. That's the first two weeks. Let's look at the back half. Starting with week seven and then still one more week coming up after this before we finish things up. First of all, on Thursday night, the Giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. As you probably know if you've listened to any of my podcasts so far, I do not believe in Carson Wentz in the slightest. The Eagles' running game should be a mess, too, as well as the defense. And the Giants, I don't give them enough credit. They've got Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. He was very much turning into Danny Dimes at the end of last year. I'll take him to win this one over the Eagles. In the 1 o'clock slate, starts off with Cleveland playing at Cincinnati. Joe Burrow taking on Baker Mayfield. Both teams with offense that can certainly get the job done. Solid offenses. And questionable defenses, Cincinnati's had a tough time so far. The Browns are certainly a team they could beat, and I'll take them to do that here in Week 7. The Chargers are in Miami. Is this finally a game Miami can win? They've won only one game all year so far. Similar passing attacks to the running game. Almost anyone in this league has a better one than Miami. The Chargers do as well, but it's not much better. So this is a... This is a team that the Dolphins can beat and will beat. I'll take them to win here over L.A. Buffalo playing in New York. The Bills are just so much better. That defense should be smothering easy win over the Jets. Pittsburgh playing at Baltimore. This The AFC North is just so competitive this season that almost every team is probably going to end up 3-3 three and three in divisional matchups. Baltimore playing at home here. I keep talking about the fact that teams are at home. That might not matter very much this year as far as home field advantage goes because of the fact that there's not going to be fans or more than likely not going to be fans 
at games or limited fans, but still Baltimore, they, they are the better team, I would say here. So I'll just go with that. It's a tough game to pick, though, in an AFC North matchup, as it often is every single year. In the interleague, it's just one game at 1 o'clock. That's Green Bay playing at Houston. A really good matchup here. Two solid offenses going at it. Green Bay, they are set apart because that running game is a lot better when you look at Aaron Jones compared to David Johnson. Houston, I think they're going to have a tough year this year. They should be in competition for the South title, but they're going to play in some rough games. This could be one of them. Green Bay looks really strong. Detroit in Atlanta, pretty easy pick. The Lions just are not on the level that the Falcons are with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Todd Gurley on offense and a solid defense. Should be a pretty easy win for the Falcons. Dallas playing in Washington, similar story. Dallas is just a lot better. This is a pretty easy pick in favor of the Cowboys. The Saints hosting the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater getting to play against his former team. Interesting matchup. The Saints just look so, so good that they'll be able to balance out the Christian McCaffrey attack. Yeah, McCaffrey's better than Alvin Kamara, but not a lot better. And then when you compare the Teddy Bridgewater-led passing offense to the Drew Brees-led passing offense with Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and Jared Cook, you don't even have to talk defense after that. But the Saints have the edge there, too. They should win this one pretty easily coming off the bye, not expecting any sort of a trap game. Kansas City is at Denver. Interesting matchup, certainly. Kansas City coming off that loss to Buffalo a week ago. I don't like them to lose back-to-back, so they'll get the win here and pull the 5-2, and two, knock Denver to the same mark. San Francisco playing in New England. Great matchup. Patriots coming off the bye. Can Cam Newton handle the San Francisco defense? Certainly not going to be easy, but I, I don't believe in San Francisco as much as I believed in them last year. They were really solid last year. I don't think they'll be quite at that same level, but are they good enough to beat the Patriots? Certainly possible. That running attack should be dangerous, but likely less effective than last year. This should be a low-scoring game, and Bill Belichick knows how to win low-scoring games. Should get the job done here. Seattle at Arizona is the final 4 o'clock matchup. This not easy. It's in Arizona. Seattle coming off the bye. The Seahawks are the better team this year, certainly. But in a, div- in a divisional matchup, which that's always an issue for Seattle in particular, I- I'm going to take the Cardinals to win this game. Finally, the night games. Tampa Bay playing in Las Vegas. Both teams a little tough to predict, particularly the Raiders. The Buccaneers have had a tough start to the year, so based on that alone, I will take them to win this game. They're standing at just 2-4. and four. This will push them to 3-4. and four. They'll be competitive, just not as good as a lot of people are saying that they're expecting them to be. Finally, the Monday Nighter. Chicago playing in L.A., Two teams that are probably going to be pretty disappointing this year. Bears coming at two and four. LA a game better at three and three. Jared Goff and Mitch Trubisky, both quarterbacks that I think are going to rebound this year, have better stat lines than they did a year ago. But still, not an easy game to pick. Both teams without much of a running game, particularly the Rams. They're really looking at having a rough year in that regard. Chicago's got the defense that they could be able to shut down the Rams and. Due to that, I think Chicago wins this game. 
just based on the defense. So that takes us to week eight, just one more week to go. Then we'll wrap things up for this episode of the recap. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. First of all, week eight. Let's go ahead. At this point, little update. Just two undefeated teams remain. That's Dallas and New Orleans. One team has not won a game yet. That being Jacksonville sitting down there in the cellar at 0-6. So let's look at Thursday night, week eight. Atlanta and Carolina, really good matchup to have in prime time. The Panthers obviously have the edge in the running game, but the Falcons have the edge playing the pass on offense. Defensively, Atlanta, they have an edge, not a huge one, but I think it's enough of one that they should be able to beat Carolina. The only thing I take into account here is that they beat the Panthers once already this season. The Panthers should be able to beat them one out of those two times this year, so the Panthers We'll get the job done here in what will likely be a bit of a lower scoring game. That's the type of game that the Panthers will be able to win because I don't think they're going to score a whole lot this year. Whereas the Falcons, they're going to be better at winning those high scoring types of games. So really tough to call, but oh man, I'm saying Panthers, but I'm feeling Falcons. I will stay Panthers in this one. Falcons with some ground to make up as they fall to three and five through eight weeks. The one o'clockers on the AFC side, Tennessee playing Cincinnati. The Titans are just so much better a team and coming off the bye fully rested should be a pretty simple win for the Titans. They pulled a six and one looking very strong. New England and Buffalo, great divisional matchup. This should be split one and one. The Bills have been on a tear. The Patriots will slow that down, knocking off the Bills here in a great AFC East rival rivalry matchup. Las Vegas Raiders and Cleveland Browns. The Raiders have really struggled at this point. I have them at 1-5. The Browns, a team that they should have a really tough time beating. Cleveland just looks all around better. The Raiders could surprise and play a little better defense than we're expecting right now, but tough to say that they're better than the Browns going into this year, and due to that, I'll take Cleveland to win this one. Pull the 500. The Jets and the Chiefs, this is an easy one. The Jets are nowhere near the level of Kansas City. Chiefs win this one pretty easily. Rams and Dolphins, definitely another winnable game for Miami. The Rams coming off a loss. At least I have them picked to come off that loss to the Bears in prime time in week seven. This one could go either way. The Rams, like I said, I think Jared Goff has a big bounce back year. That should give him a bit of an edge here. This is one of the few teams that doesn't have a huge edge in the running game over a Rams team that just doesn't have anything solid at running back coming into the year. They've also got a pretty good defense. That should be enough to earn the victory here over the Dolphins. Indianapolis playing in Detroit. The Lions, again, I think they'll be better this year than a lot of experts are predicting. But can they beat a Colts team that is rested? Really tough pick. Matthew Stafford and Phillip Rivers, similar quarterbacks. Neither has great weapons. Although, of course, T.Y. Hilton still with the Colts is certainly a factor. Similar units. Very similar units. But Indianapolis, better enough, I think, to beat Detroit and win this game. Minnesota and Green Bay is the final 1 o'clock matchup. This, the head-to-head games between these teams, they could decide this division. I had Minnesota beating the Packers in week one. I'll have Green Bay coming back and taking this one to even the season series at one and one. 
and it will push the Packers into the NFC North lead at 5-2 and two over the 4-3 and three Vikings. Let's go to the 4 o'clock matchups. Jacksonville playing Los Angeles. The Jags have not won a game yet, and this isn't an easy one. The Chargers defense just looks so good, and the Jaguars defense looks so bad that, you know what, the Jags, they're going to stay without a win. Fall to 0-7. The Chargers pull to 500. I expect them to finish the year around that mark. New Orleans playing in Chicago and the Bears with one of the worst offenses in the league, more than likely in 2020, trying to go up the Saint up against the Saints defense. Not going to be an easy task for Trubisky and company or Foles and company, whoever ends up starting. Saints win again, go to 7-0. San Francisco in Seattle, a gem of a matchup, no doubt about it. These teams play against each other in week 17. That's going to be a huge one. I'll take the 49ers to win this early ma- early season matchup, I should say. But the Seahawks, they'll likely get their revenge in Week 17 in what could be a battle for the NFC West title. Just the night games to go. First of all, Dallas playing against Philadelphia. The chances that one of these teams sweeps the other this season, they're pretty slim. Dallas has been on a roll and leave it to the Eagles to disrupt that, they hand the Cowboys the first loss of the season with a big-time, prime-time victory to show that they are still a team that can win some games, as much as it pains me to say it. Finally, Tampa Bay and New York on Monday night. giants Bucks. that would have been an awful matchup for the past, well, a lot of years. But this year, it's an interesting one. Danny Dimes and Tom Brady. The one thing I look at here is that the Giants have the major edge due to the fact that they have Saquon Barkley, and because of that, I like them to beat the Buccaneers here to finish off Week 8. And with that, that's just about going to finish off this episode of the recap. First of all, give you a little update on the projected standings at this point. Definitely some interesting things here. First of all, the number one team in the AFC, I have the Tennessee Titans at 6-1 and one and leading the North. They played really good football. I'm expecting them to do that this year. Derrick Henry should have another great year. And Ryan Tannehill, get ready for him to be at least a top 15 quarterback, if not higher. And the defense, they can hold their own against anybody. I have them leading. Baltimore leading the North and in that two spot. Kansas City winning the West just over Denver. And then Buffalo is leading the AFC East at 5-3. and three, They have the worst record of a division leader in the entire league to this point, which is odd considering coming into these projections. Like I said, I thought they could be the team to lead the AFC this year. See, could pick it up down the stretch. The wild cards as of now would be Indianapolis and Denver at five and two and New England at four and three. On the NFC side, the wild cards, the Giants at five and three, Seattle four and three, Minnesota four and three. And then the division leaders would be New Orleans still undefeated at this point. Dallas at seven and one, San Francisco at six and two and the Green Bay Packers at 5-2. and two. I have to say, at this point, I'm a lot happier with my NFC projections than my AFC projections. The AFC side, I feel like it's a little off from how accurate that'll really be, but the NFC, that looks pretty realistic to me, especially the leaders with the Saints, Cowboys, Niners, and Packers being the teams to beat at the top of their divisions. That does look pretty accurate to me. Don't be surprised if things end up falling pretty close to that, assuming... No major injuries or, hey, maybe guys that are out due to contracting the COVID-19 virus. We'll see. They just announced that if a player does contract the COVID virus that he tests positive, it'll be a three-week mandated absence. 
and the team could extend that. So we'll see a lot that will still go on this off season. We still don't know the starters everywhere. And again, there will be injuries. There will be guys that come down with the virus. So plenty more to happen this off season. These could end up being way off as I've mentioned numerous times, but again, doesn't matter. It's still plenty of fun to predict from this far out and definitely looking forward to comparing these to my projections when we do get to the season as well as the final records that teams really do post at the end of 2020. So if you did enjoy this and you didn't listen to the episode a few back where I did weeks one through four, go back and check that one out. And we'll continue this with the next four weeks or maybe we'll do five. Got to do five at some point to equal 17. And that'll be coming up in the next few weeks. But baseball, we're going to have baseball by Thursday of next week. Super excited for that. So that's my plan for next week at the very least is to talk some MLB action from the start of the year. But again, we will finish off this segment with the last two episodes for it coming up in the next month or so. So if you enjoyed, like I said, go back to that last episode and also check out some more of my stuff. Tune in next week be a brand new episode just like there is every weekend. Uh, Tell your friends, stay tuned. And for now, this has been The Recap with Porter Holt.